welcome to our latest podcast from Ready Set Debt, where we talk about all things to do with private debt in Australia. I am Ulrika Lovo, Director of Sparrow Loans, a private property lender in the Australian market. This week, the hot topic is the latest cash rate rise. The cash rate is the primary tool that our central bank is using to manage inflation. It seems that this might be too simple an approach as there are some unintended consequences that we're seeing now. By now as well, most of us have already clued into the RBA's strategy of raising the cash rate to manage inflation, but are we just heading into an inflationary spiral? The cash rate now sits at 2.35%, the highest since 2015. We've had five successive cash rate rises, which has been the fastest in three decades. With some new information that has come to light, is the RBA tracking the right course? I'll get to that bit shortly, but let me set the scene first. At the moment, Philip Lowe is tracking consumption data and seeing that Australians continue to spend their money as retail sales hit an all-time high of $34.7 billion in July up 1.3% from the month before and up 16.5% from this time last year. This is strange given the high-rate environment that we find ourselves in. People are seemingly happy to continue spending and businesses have no incentive to lower prices, which means that the rate rises are not managing inflation. We're not seeing the signs of a slowing economy, which is what the RBA anticipates. There may be three reasons for this. The first reason is that households may anticipate higher prices in the future and are making their purchases now instead of later. And I'd say this expectation is justified given that the RBA said that inflation will come close to 8% in 2022. The second reason could be that people are willing to dip into their savings buffers accumulated throughout the pandemic to keep on top of mortgage repayments and maintain their current level of consumption, hoping that everything will just settle on its own. Just this week, Jim Chalmers said in his speech that the household savings ratio dropped from 11.1% to 8.7%, so this could be likely. The third reason is that increased spending may also be due to recent wage increases. Many corporates have had to offer higher salaries to workers to preserve real wages, while the national minimum wage has also increased by $40 per week from July 1st, 2022. Unfortunately, these drivers of consumption are creating a situation that will cause more pain in the future. This is because businesses are already increasing their prices with the perfect reasoning to support it. They're claiming input cost increases such as wages and materials, as well as rising energy costs, interest rates and inflation to justify charging more. This seemingly makes sense, but a lot of businesses are charging more than they should to manage their cost increases. They're increasing their profit margins as well. Looking at this, I think that raising the cash rate is not proving to be the best way to manage inflation. Competition policy, as anti-capitalist as that may be, may just help with managing the cost increases at this stage. Changing the cash rate creates challenges for a few reasons. The first is that it's often difficult to gauge the effect of interest rate changes in the short term. According to CBA's economist Gareth Ed, there's a significant delay in the cash flow effect of a rate rise. He argues that most Australian households are just going to feel the sting of the first two rate rises now, let alone the more recent ones. This is because of the time it takes for banks to make the necessary changes to respond to the rate rise and then a 32-day notice period for borrowers before they have to pay a higher minimum amount. This is a lag of about two to three months for the larger lenders and even more so for those within fixed mortgage terms. The total effect cannot be measured in current consumption data for these reasons. 
The RBA is surely aware of this, yet they feel that the high inflation, rising interest rates, falling house prices and falling consumer confidence should be curtailing. On the other hand, people are buffering this by working more hours, earning higher wages, maintaining large financial buffers and decreasing their savings rate, therefore boosting their ability to spend. What we would like to see is a neutralizing effect, where some of the visible fronts of the economy become noticeably slower. One key driver of inflation is obviously consumption, which has increased 18.4% throughout the year, according to the ABS. Economic theory suggests that as consumption declines and the economy slows down, prices will fall as suppliers lower prices to clear their inventories and entice customers back in. This addresses the IBA's primary concern of high inflation or an increasing price level. Lifting the cash rate is the RBA's flagship strategy. As rates rise, people have less disposable income for consumption and will reduce their spending. CBA's prediction of an 18% decline in property value over the next two years has also been making the rounds. This is more than double the fall recorded over the 11 months during the GFC. Furthermore, the rate at which property values are slipping is comparable to the downswing of the 1980s and the slip of the onset of 2008. This is not some trivial market correction. This is a sharp fall and likely to be painful. But I think it's worth noting that CBS prediction is not something that may happen. It's a vision of economic chaos that could become the reality without government intervention. CBA's chief economist has been pretty vocal on this topic, and I think his warnings are important for a few reasons. We're seeing that the RBA is running ahead with its hawkish policy direction because people's spending habits are not reacting to policy in conventional ways. There's a weird assumption that people are just being resistant to spending pressures and will cave with enough downward pressure. But this doesn't really make sense when people are willing to dip into their savings. So even though the RBA wants to curb inflation by reducing consumption and spending so that inflation can be managed with businesses lowering their prices, we're still in a phase where businesses are increasing their prices, but they're not just increasing them by the value of the cost input, they're going far beyond that. A report penned by the Australia Institute reveals that the increase in prices has been faster than wage growth and increases in other costs of production by a disproportionate margin. Many corporates, uh, like Harvey Norman, argue that they have no choice but to raise prices when costs rise. This is categorically false. Increasing prices consistent with or above changes to the cost of inputs is a choice to put profits over the community. It's not in the spirit of a fair Australia or a fair consumer landscape, especially given all the challenges that will be facing households now and in the near future. This explains much of the inflation in Australia. 60% of what we feel as inflation right now is actually coming from businesses increasing their profit margins. We can see that from 2013 to 2021, in the data from the Australia Institute report, unit labour costs played virtually no role in price increases. Amidst the current inflation surge, only 15% of the increase in GDP deflator also known as the aggregate price level, was due to input and labour, while 60% came from increased profits. This disparity is not trivial. This is where the RBA missteps. Increasing the cash rate will do nothing to curb inflation caused by bloated business profit margins. And this may explain an element of CBA's dire warnings where businesses have the perfect excuse and environment to raise their profits.
As much as everyone hates it, competition policies would have a powerful effect on limiting the rate of inflation. By limiting the amount businesses can increase their prices by, perhaps pegging it to an underlying inflation measure, you immediately create an environment of affordability for consumers. This would target the core of our problem and make sure that there is some form of stability moving forward. It's not just consumer demand that accelerates a price level. Businesses are the body actually responsible for implementing any change. Government policy, not an increase in the cash rate, is needed to address this issue, especially when 60% of what we think is inflation is actually just profit margin. Of course, the government has other options too. It could release financial incentive packages to take the strain off first-home buyers and investors or approve more small business grants to stimulate economic activity. The proposal of the New South Wales government to switch stamp duty for land tax will also support property values as buyers will only need to save for a deposit and not the exorbitant extra cost of stamp duty, opening up a higher price ceiling. So we may see some stabilising of property values when this comes into effect, which is going to be January 2023. How this might affect private lending will come down to which businesses are going to be projecting cash flow and projecting investment and capex at their inflated profit margin levels. Because businesses are not going to be able to maintain their profits moving forward as we are expecting a period of prices to come down following all these rate rises. We just haven't seen the full effect of that yet and businesses haven't felt the full pain of that yet. They're able to increase their prices while consumers still harbor some positive sentiment that things aren't going to be so bad and while they still have a high savings ratio. But the minute that ratio dips beyond that base level point that everyone is comfortable with where they decide to start saving instead of spending, then we're going to see businesses enter into more aggressive competition and struggling to survive. Those businesses that based all their planning on their inflated profits may struggle and may face insolvency, whereas those that were more conservative and anticipated a price decrease moving forward in order to maintain competitiveness and solvency will continue to move forward quite well. So I would say in private lending, it's going to be important not to take projected cash flows from recent price increases and recent margin increases into account because that may well be adjusted over the next 12 months especially as all these rates, these recent rate increases have been passed down to households. And especially after these households are going to be exiting their fixed rate mortgage period. I hope you enjoyed our little dive into inflation and what we're seeing as really business profit margins increasing rather than actual cost inputs increasing. I don't think many people are aware of that, or at least we're not seeing that in the media right now. Hence, we hope that this has been an important piece of information that will help you with your decision making as a borrower, as a business, or as a lender. So I hope you enjoyed your nice, warm cup of coffee this Friday morning, and I will catch you next week. 